Access to the birth control pill is becoming easier now that FDA has approved an over-the-counter version of a product that's been available on prescription since 1973. Nearly half of pregnancies are unplanned, and abortion is getting much harder to access. So this approval is significant. Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the president of Walgreens Health. Hey, John, have you checked out the Care Talk newsletter recently? It's where you can read trending healthcare industry news, keep up with the latest podcast episodes and highlights, access original blog posts by healthcare thought leaders, and dive deeper into our podcast topics. Subscribe today, and you'll be entered into a chance to win your very own Care Talk baseball cap. Although, John, you may be disqualified since you work here. Well, David, getting to the topic at hand, what's all the excitement about birth control? Isn't this just sort of more of the same? What exactly did the FDA approve? John, it is very exciting. It's not more of the same. Uh, They approved Opil, that is a progestin-only once-daily birth control pill. The product has been around for about 50 years. Now, they sometimes call this the mini pill because it it does not contain estrogen. What that means is that uh, there's almost no risk of blood clotting, which is sometimes a concern with birth control pills. It's still very effective, something like 93% but it doesn't start working quite as fast and it's a lot more sensitive to be taken every has to be taken every time every day at around the same time uh, but yeah it's a big deal john it's going to be available over the counter no age restriction so it's going to increase availability a lot i think this is really important you know there's a a clear majority of american women you know recent studies you know 18 to to 50 well over 60% of women support over-the-counter distribution of drugs. You know, people in healthcare generally misunderstand or people in the healthcare system generally misunderstand how dangerous barriers to healthcare are and how inconvenient healthcare is. You know, of the 6.1 million pregnancies in America, half of them are unplanned. This is a, a very important issue for women and families across the country. And to safely to identify safe uh, choices and alternatives in contraception, I think is a is a really good thing. Are there anything that are there any things that people should be worried about as it birth control pills move from prescribed by a doctor and managed by a doctor to dispensed over the counter with the support and counsel of a pharmacist? Well, John, you know that our shows, the most popular ones are ones where we're uh, disagreeing with one another. And, and that's not that hard to do. But I will point out on this one, actually, both uh, AOC and Ted Cruz agree that uh, there should be uh, over-the-counter birth control. But let's talk about the arguments because it wasn't actually a complete slam dunk for this to be approved by FDA. So the, the main argument is probably that it should be supervised by a physician or other healthcare uh, practitioner. So that's the argument, hey, these have been prescribed a long time, now it isn't. Now in practice, however, what happens is physicians and others prescribe birth control pills, but it's not like they're really monitoring it. So there's not that much of a difference. Um, there's also some people that are not eligible for this uh, for this pill, and those tend to be people who have breast cancer, had breast cancer, or sometimes high blood pressure. There could be other reasons, some uh, uh, history of bleeding. Um, and there have been some studies that showed that about 7% of women incorrectly think they may be eligible based on their self-assessment. The thing is, that's not really any different uh, from what happens if they're supervised by a healthcare provider. There's a couple of other arguments too, John, but I'll let you go on with your point. No, but in pharmacists can actually play that role of counselor. I mean, I do think that anytime you're ingesting a drug into your body and you know, affecting the 
complex biochemistry of your unique uh, body. You should be getting the counsel of a healthcare professional. But you know, David, this and and, and any drug going into your body is going to change the the biochemistry. Heck, that's the reason why it's there in the first place is to prevent conception. But uh, the U.S. is a real laggard here. I mean, uh, it, birth control pills are available over the counter with the counsel uh, and support of a pharmacist in over 100 countries. This is, a, to your point, an old technology. And an old technology is one way of saying it's measured and stable and we've seen the results. There's definitely you know, things to be careful about uh, if you're a breast cancer survivor, as my wife is, you 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 want to be under the um, counsel uh, of a of a doc. But in terms of the specific things one needs to know about, it, it would strike me that we are uh, not not just right, but probably late as a country in approving this drug. So, John, uh, there is this movement. I think they call it "Free the Pill" that makes this point about over a hundred countries. Uh, that uh, have an OTC birth control pill. Now, what you mentioned there about uh, pharmacists, uh, I would agree with. However, just to be clear, this approval does not require a pharmacist to be involved. Uh, it allows uh, somebody of any age to go and purchase the product wherever it may be sold. And that may be in a pharmacy, John, which I hope for your benefit it is, but it could also be in a, in a grocery store, a convenience store, um, anywhere. And so what this really does is promote access to a large degree. So there are a lot of people that have a barrier. Some studies have shown up to like a third of adult women have uh, barriers to accessing birth control on prescription basis. And that's because either they don't have insurance, it's hard to get an appointment at a clinic, the clinic wants to do tests and so on. But even there, the, one of the places this is going to make the biggest difference is for some of the, the youngest women uh, who actually tend to face a lot of barriers and they don't have such a barrier to go to the store and, and grab something um, off the shelf. You, you're on a really big issue because I think, again, the, the typical healthcare industry doesn't really realize how hard it is for people to access care and how, how sort of continuously inconvenient it is to go for a test or go for a meeting or set up a meeting and make it given how busy people are. We're often working one or two jobs, having to take care of children, um, or in this case, hoping not to take care of children. Um, the, the 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 there are major dislocations in terms of access to care, and when you come when you can lower those barriers and allow access, uh, inexpensive access, in more places, I think we're going to have a, a healthier society. Uh, I think that the inaccessibility and just hassle factor is probably resulting in a lot of women not getting the health care that they need. So, John, when they talk about um, you know, where is their common ground, say, an abortion? Um, you know, one of the things is that, that every, many people agree it should be rare, very rare, if not happening at all. And contraception is one of the ways, you know, that that can happen. It's interesting to note, I, I hadn't realized this until we we're doing some research for this episode, John, but uh, most states actually cover contraception in Medicaid. So 32 states cover condoms, actually, as a reimbursed expense for, for Medicaid. And there really isn't a lot of organized um, opposition to contraception. I know we've often talked about in the wake of the Dobbs decision about, well, is contraception next? And there is actually a surprising amount of uh, consensus that should be available, and this is making it more available. There's public consensus. There certainly has been, particularly in some of the the interpretations of what Judge Thomas has written, 
um, some lines that would suggest, uh, I think it's in the Griswold decision, that, that he's questioning the basis of even um, whether the, the the decision to make access to contraception available to most people is was a it was an accurate um, and 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 legally um, fair or uh, well thought through judgment. So I I wouldn't dismiss the concerns about the the right wing because they've raised it in 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 uh, the Dobbs decision and others question about legal precedence around contraception. But there is widespread political support for contraception, and it, it's it's encouraging that. Your buddies AOC and Ted Cruz, uh, who in many ways describe the uh, the the extreme ends of the political spectrum, are 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 hopping on the bandwagon to support this access to this uh, to this drug. I just think it's a win for women's health, and I think we should celebrate it as that. And hopefully, people will use this and look at this as a, a reason to kind of revisit. All the barriers to women's health, not just around contraception, but around access to um, all kinds of uh, uh, care relating to prenatal care and childbirth, but also care for women in, 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 at all stages of life, which, which if you look at it statistically, they're, they're not getting the care they need. John, next time I have Justice Thomas or any of the other justices on my private jet, I will make sure to uh, reiterate my support here and also uh, see if they have any, have any opinions about the male birth control pill. But until then, John, I think we should wrap it up and say that's it for yet another episode of Care Talk. We've been talking today about the approval of an OTC product for birth control. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the president of Walgreens Health. If you like what you heard or you didn't, we'd love it if you'd subscribe on your favorite service.